from the editorial team at the Northeast News, I'm Elizabeth Orozco, and this is the Northeast Newscast, a weekly podcast where we sit down with community leaders and members to discuss important topics and all things Kansas City. This is the last episode of our four-part series highlighting Women's History Month. In our conversations this month, we have talked a lot about amazing women who have come before us and paved the way throughout history. But this week, we focus on the women of the future, our students. Patty Manser is the board chair for the Kansas City Public School District. This week, she talks about her role as board chair, how Kansas City Public Schools empowers females in the classroom, and how the community can offer support. We are here today with Patty Manser. Uh, you are the board chair for the Kansas City Public School District. So thank you so much for spending your time with us today. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So we're going to talk a little bit today um, about a few things specifically. We're still in the middle of Women's History Month. So we want to talk a little bit about things going on um, regarding Women's History Month, your perspective on Women's History Month, your role with KCPS um, being the board chair, and really how we're supporting our girls and our female students at KCPS in light of Women's History Month. So go ahead and start by introducing yourself, giving us a brief bio to our listeners today. Thank you, and thanks again for having me today. Well, that is the case. I am the president of the Kansas City School Board. I have uh, been on the school board now for nearly seven years. I'm actually in my second term. Being on the Kansas City School Board is almost a full-time job in itself, but I also do have a full-time job. I'm the Communications and Health Policy Director for the Reach Healthcare Foundation, and we're a charitable foundation created out of the sale of a hospital system, and we help fund programs that support health and mental health and oral health care for vulnerable populations in the bi-state metro area. Let's talk a little bit about your role at Kansas City Public Schools. Tell us a little bit about what it looks like to be sitting in your position right now in Kansas City Public Schools and kind of your journey to how you got there. Well, it's actually an incredible privilege to be on the Kansas City Public Schools Board of Directors. It was a journey for me, I think, to get there. I have three children and all three of my children went to the Kansas City Public Schools. And like a lot of people, you know, when I first joined, came into this school district, I came in as a young mother and I became very active in my children's schools. I was always a working mom, but I also wanted to be involved. And so I volunteered like most people do. I went on field trips and went to the zoo and and went to the Coterie Theater and did all of those things. I helped with bake sales and scholastic book fairs. But over time in that work, I became more and more interested in some of the advocacy issues, things that were important to families, how to help families have a greater voice in the future of the school district. I also became very involved in... Um, making the case for good public education with state lawmakers. And so for me, I think I had this natural progression where I eventually came to this place where I decided that I would throw my hat in the ring and I would run for the school district. So let's talk a little bit about some of the changes and some of the progressions that Kansas City Public Schools has made. Uh, Dr. Bedell has been the superintendent and in leadership since 2016 and a lot has happened. Um, there has been a lot of advancement that has been made. So I want to talk a little bit about the vision for Kansas City Public Schools, kind of where you are in that vision, and what you're looking forward to moving forward. 
Well, I think the story of the Kansas City Public Schools is one that's really on a positive and upward trajectory. And I feel like I have some authority in, in saying that because I've had some relationship now with this school district for almost 25 years. My oldest child is now 31 and, and married and has a young child of her own. And and so I've been uh, involved with this school district for a really long time. Everyone knows some of the struggles that Kansas City Public Schools have had. But I think people who have really looked at us over the last several years and kind of followed our journey can see that we, we're definitely making some headway. We hired a great superintendent, that's Mark Bedell. We put together a strategic plan that makes sense that had the involvement of almost 300 community members in the development of that strategic plan. We've been executing on that strategic plan. We're very open and transparent, and we're making gains academically. So I think we finally, we have our legs under us in a very powerful way. But almost more importantly for me, we're starting to regain community trust and support again. Community confidence is stronger in our school district than it really was more than two decades ago when when I first became involved in the public schools. So tell us a little bit, maybe, um, I know that there is a very strategic plan. What are some of the highlights, maybe just two or three that you can give to listeners right now about the things going on in Kansas City Public Schools that you're really proud of right now? So I think what I'm very proud of is that we made an enormous transition in this school district about five, six years ago, where we made a decision as a board of directors that we were going to realign our schools around neighborhood schools. They were going to re-strengthen this school district's ties to the communities where our schools sit. At one point in time, the neighborhood boundaries would stretch far north and far south. There was not a lot of logic to them. They weren't necessarily built appropriately with normalized feeder patterns. So one of the first things we did was we recreated feeder patterns for all of our schools. Why that's important is the way in which the school district was operating is families and community members living in their neighborhoods felt very disconnected from the schools that might be just sitting down the block from them. So in doing that, that was a very powerful first beginning to help rebuild a sense of community. So I'm very proud of that work. The other thing that, that has been very effective is that we have implemented a lot of reading and math interventions at the elementary level that are producing strong results. The school board has supported the realignment of the curriculum. We have approved the purchase of new types of materials. We have expanded our one-to-one -one technology initiative so that we have access to more technology in our classrooms, not just devices, but other kinds of technology, large electronic whiteboards and other kinds of tools that teachers can use. All of these things, I think, have given our children more competitive opportunities to experience the kind of learning in a classroom that you might see in suburban district. 
Yeah, I really do believe there's a lot of good things going on at the Kansas City Public Schools and within the district um, as a whole. So I'm very excited to see what happens in the future. So we are talking this episode about Women's History Month so that you are part of our Women's History Month series that we're doing at the Northeast News. Um, So tell me a little bit about from your perspective and your role specifically, which is plays a huge part in our community. What exactly does Women's History Month mean to you? Well, I think Women's History Month really means to me it's a celebration of the strength of women and the influence we can have that we've had historically, but that we can have today. You know, women are finally, I mean, over time, we we continue to strive to gain our foothold in community conversations and at decision-making tables. We haven't broken every ceiling there is to break yet, but you're you're starting to see more women running for political office. You are starting to see more women leading at the helms of large positions in corporations and higher education institutions. And so I, I think what's important is for for myself is to help pave the way for next generations of women. I shouldn't make a broad generalization, but I spent a number of years thinking about the idea of running for school board, but for some reason I didn't have the bravery to do it. I think this is something that's common with women. We wait to be invited, so we politely sit on the sidelines doing the work, doing the work. (laughs) But then we're just waiting for somebody to say, I think you should do this. And I think this is a time and a place where women like myself and other women I know, I think we're very committed to making sure young women know you don't just have to wait your turn. You don't have to wait for somebody to to invite you. You can get up and you can open that door yourself. That is very powerful. So I recently actually went to, it's interesting that you say that because there's an event in Kansas City called She Should Run. Yes. And are you, are you familiar with that? that? Yes. Okay. <laughs> so I went to the She Should Run event. Oh, my gosh. I cannot even remember when it was. I think it was August of last year, something like that. Um, but that was one of the topics. They had a panel of people. Joni Wickham um, was hosting. There was a few people on the panel, and that was one of the topics was how women should feel empowered to run and how other women can support them in that role and how there's a lot of hesitancy with women running, even for, like you said, school board or or just different community roles that they could have. They do sit on the sidelines and they do wait for wait for permission before they kind of jump in the ring. So I think that's very important for people to hear. So tell us a little bit about specifically Kansas City Public Schools and your role. How is Kansas City Public School District working to empower female students in the classroom right now? Well, I think one thing I have to say is just for myself and my own role on the school board, for the way in which I see other women being encouraged in their growth and development in the school district, in their in these various administrative roles, Superintendent Mark Bedell is a real champion for women. It's something we actually talk about quite a lot. When I assumed this role and was selected by my peers on the board to be the board president, I got a lot of encouragement from Dr. Bedell. He's a big believer in giving women opportunities wherever they are. And even though he didn't have a say in the fact that I was going to be the president of the school board, 
he wanted me to know that as much as I was communicating to him, I have your back. I believe in you as an administrative and education leader. He wanted to make sure I heard that he believed in me and my leadership capability. He himself has built a very diverse cabinet. And if you look at his cabinet, you will see men and women and wide diversity in the composition of those men and women. In education, you see a lot of women in teaching roles in the classroom, and that's fantastic. I love teachers. We need more of them, so I love that. You don't see as many women in superintendent roles. In fact, if you look around in in the Kansas City larger metro area, you might find only three women who are heading school districts in this metro area. That's something we have to really think about. So part of what what we talk about a lot in the school district is trying to give young girls and young men opportunities to shine. One of the the ways we're doing this with, with young girls is it's not a program we develop specifically for that, but I think it will have this effect, which is we've implemented Project Lead the Way which is a kind of robotics and science and STEM program in all of our elementary schools. You know, it used to be 10 plus years ago, we had robotics in a few selected schools. They were, sometimes it was in after school programming where students would have to opt in. Now, girls and boys are having that experience. That experience is happening at the early elementary years. That means Young girls are being exposed to experiential learning and math and science and those kinds of career fields at a very young age. I think that's really important. So it's not that it's designed specifically for girls, but it's opening up that view for girls. We have doubled, tripled the size of our mentoring program in Kansas City, and we have drawn community mentors from all professions and all walks of life to work with young females in our schools. There's a a very well-known program, and I have to give a shout out to these two women, Cynthia Newsom of KSHB Channel 41 and Angela Curry, who was a longtime writer and editor at the Kansas City Star, both women of color, who 20 years ago started a mentoring program that included young women in the Kansas City Public Schools called Awesome Ambitions, and it's still going on today. And what they did and are still doing today is they collected a group of very diverse women professionals and they conduct these after-school programs for young women in high school. And it's about not only encouraging them in leadership and encouraging them to stay with school and do well in school, but also teaching them about how do social networks work? How do you build a resume? How do you engage in a professional work community? I think one of the things that whether you're a young girl or whether you're a grown woman, I think one of the things we we recognize is that women don't always have the influential social networks that men have, the kinds of social networks that open doors. And so it's through these kinds of mentoring programs that we can teach young girls how to create and develop those social networks, how not to be afraid to call professional woman that you've met before and say, can you give me some help? Would you look at my resume? 
I am looking at an opportunity at this organization. Do you happen to know anyone or could you give me any, any advice? I think as we do this kind of work, I think we help grow young women. Are you part of the of that program? As a mentor? I am not, but I've supported a lot of their fundraisers. I've attended their events. I've met the young women who are being mentored. And I think when I build a little more space in my personal life between school board and work life, I really, that's a place that I want to give back. I actually, I already do this in some ways in that I encourage young women that I meet through the Kansas City Public Schools when they graduate. I give them my card which has my cell phone number on it, I encourage them to call me at any time in their journey. And if they want advice, if they're trying to figure out what's next for them, if they feel like I could be of value to them, I'm open to talking. Well, I'm 32, but you can be my mentor. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I think you could be my mentor. (laughs) I would welcome that. So you talked a little bit about um, some of the accomplishments, a supportive superintendent who supports females in roles and supports um, empowering girls in the classroom. Is there anything that you would like to see more of as far as empowering females students um, in the Kansas City Public School District? The other thing that we've done in the Kansas City Public Schools is we've probably doubled or even quadrupled the number of athletic programs we have. And I'll tell you why that's important. Sports is often a gateway network for young men to develop relationships, to build that sense of teamwork and collaboration and a whole bunch of skills that you you see this even in the professional work world, right? Sports can bind people together. And you see this in in boardrooms and and how uh, men interact. Giving young women opportunities to play sports and more options in terms of sports gives them that kind of experience. The coaching aspect, the collaborative work, the dependence on each other, that sense of teamwork and sense of obligation to each other for success. I think those are really critical skills. So we have done that. I think if there's an area that I would like to see developed for young women is more internships, more community experiences. Hire Kansas City that is run by the city of Kansas City, Missouri, which is a youth hiring fair, and they introduce young people to paid internships, jobs in the summer. That is an incredible opportunity for young females and and young males who are in high school and even post-high school who are early in college. I think for young women, as well as men, frankly, we need to have more experiences like that, not just during the summer, but during the school year. We need to be able to open the doors of businesses and bring our students in. So this is going to be one of my last questions, and then I'll open it up to um, any parting thoughts that you might have. So as a community, whether or not we have kids, whether or not we even have kids in the Kansas City Public School District, um, as a community, what are some things that you believe that we can do to help empower female students in the classroom? Well, I'm going to go back to that idea of more internships. I think that there are a lot of women now who are working in professional leading roles in corporations and nonprofits who are entrepreneurs, who have had their own personal journeys of adventure, of diving into business development and ownership on their own. We need them to share that experience and knowledge with 
with young girls, whether it's to bring a young female in for a day, a day's visit, whether it's to pay someone in a part-time internship role. I think we need more of that. There are lots of opportunities for professionals to be mentors still. We are still wanting more people in that role. I think the other thing is when young people graduate and they go off, they leave high school and they go off either to community college for a technical school, they go off to work, or they head off to a four-year school. Young people of all ages and all socioeconomic backgrounds still need the kind of network of support even a year out of school. There's a wonderful thing, even though young people will say, oh, I'm sick of school, I'm sick of high school, and I'm done, I'm ready to go. The truth is that I think when they leave, they recognize there's something very comforting about having that social setting they can depend on every day and the teachers they see every day. It anchors young people in a very powerful way. And when you graduate after you get over that excitement and exhilaration, a lot of young people feel really untethered. They really aren't sure what's next for them, and they're not sure, or if they have an idea, they're not sure what the next steps are to get there. And I think this is where we, as women in this community, can play a role, and we can step up and be there as those supportive voices when those young people come home, maybe from school, or when they are still here, and they're trying to figure out that next step. So I encourage people to get involved in in Kansas City Public Schools, but you know, I think women in this community can help pave the way for leadership for young, up-and-coming, emerging female leaders. Now, for those who may be females in the community who want to get involved directly with Kansas City Public Schools, mentoring programs that you might have, tell us some information about some opportunities that we might have there. Well, the best avenue is to go to our website, kcpublicschools.org and pull down the section on mentoring. And there are multiple options there. They can be as simple as classroom reader. It can be being a adult supporter for girls on the run. That's something that I got excited about last year. Not a great runner, but it is very fun to get involved in running with these young elementary age girls. And then some of the other things I've talked about. So the mentoring section of our website would be that best place. Another way that women or men can contribute to the development of young females through Kansas City Public Schools is through our KCPS Education Foundation. That's where we are trying to draw donations, contributions to support special programs. And that's where we can raise the money to have the kind of experiential learning that young people really are hungry for. And so that would be a second way to get involved. I think that there are many other community projects like Awesome Ambitions, the Women's Employment Network. And many more, the Women's Foundations Program that is helping women find, young and and older women, find seats on boards and commissions. So I think there are numerous ways that you can become active in supporting the growth and professional development of young females in Kansas City. Wonderful. Do you have any parting thoughts for our listeners today? Well, you know, I, I think sometimes we as women have to recognize our power a little bit. 
and I was thinking about the fact and had looked up in readiness for this conversation today that, you know, women are, in terms of our voting power, we vote at much higher rates than men. We have a lot of clout there. I'm not sure we recognize it, and I want to see us use it. 2020 is a big election year. There are a lot of women out there who have bravely put their hats in the ring to run for a seat. And I would encourage all of us to think about what we can do to support some of these people who are saying, I'm ready for that challenge. I have something to bring to the table. They need money. They need workers. They need volunteers. And frankly, that's another great space for young young high school females to, to become in, involved civically. Well, thank you again so much for spending your time with us, for all of your information, all of your knowledge, um, and just for being on our podcast for our Women's History Month series. Thank you so much. Thank you. I'm very excited to have the chance to visit with you. Absolutely. Thank you. And that was Patty Manser, board chair for the Kansas City Public School District. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the Northeast Newscast. I'm Elizabeth Orozco.